You're listening to another episode of the Zag Eckerstope here, continuing our series, our social distancing mini-series, talking to NLC alums in California, across the country, all over. Today, joined by 2015 NLC New Jersey fellow, Kyler Patterson is here. We'll see what life is like on the East Coast these days compared to life out here in LA. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Kylie. Yeah, so things in LA and kind of in the Northeast are, are, are a little bit similar. Give folks a scoop on what life is like on, what are we, Thursday afternoon for you? Yeah, so things are really um, challenged. Right now, I'm in, I'm in Maryland. And so in Maryland, not too long ago, um, Governor Hogan closed all non-essential businesses. And my work is actually with small businesses primarily. So this was a really significant um, uh, moment for them, and it continues to be. Um, and so that's what's going on right now in Maryland. It is quiet. There is no traffic on the roads. I will say I'm really impressed with um, the reaction and kind of the way the community has come together. A lot of people are producing not only um, face masks, but also mm-hmm. kind of these like protective shields, face shields. Um, and so that's been really awesome to see. And I also think um, a lot of people are trying to figure out how they can buy from local businesses in terms of gift cards and takeout. And so there's some, you know, silver linings going on in terms of community building um, around the COVID-19 crisis. And then when folks hear that phrase, small business, what do you want them to think about or how would you want them to define it? Great question. So the federal government says essentially any business that's 499 employees um, or less, um, so 500 employees or uh, or less than 500 employees. And what I would argue is that most small businesses especially in um, in metropolitan areas such as Baltimore, have 50 employees or less. And I'll be thinking about an employer and a business that is in your community that's local, that oftentimes is not easily banked by the big banks. You know, they're not getting bailouts traditionally. And so these are firms that really need your support. And Recently, there was a report put out by J.P. Morgan Chase looking at the liquidity of small businesses. Um, and what they found was, was that most have about 30 days of cash. And so considering how long we're looking at in terms of business closures because of the COVID crisis, there are some real concerns around the longevity of our small businesses. And then I feel like folks are probably hearing about loans versus grants and, and these kind of decisions that cities or states are, are trying to make to support small businesses through this time. What should we know about the type of support that in the long term would probably be best for small businesses? Great question. So right now we are definitely still growing to understand what all of the supports are that are being provided by the federal government. But what I will say is that oftentimes when you are pursuing a loan, including those loans that are provided by the Small Business Association, there is a credit check, a credit moment, realizing that not all small businesses will meet those standards. And so wanting to make sure that every, we always encourage our small businesses to think through plan A, plan B, and plan C. I I would often um, argue, of course, that you pursue the free money, the grant money. But what we also know too, is that in some cases, there's been um, some talk about, um, limiting the types of funds that businesses can pursue. Now, it's not clear yet what the actual regulations will be or how that will be implemented, but essentially it's possible that some businesses will be limited. So uh, if they pursue a grant, they can't pursue the loan, or if they pursue a loan, they can't pursue a grant. And so I think 
Um, while there may be a strong desire to move as quickly as possible, I would encourage small businesses to oh, just wait a beat to make sure we fully understand if there are those types of um, kickbacks. So that way we can make sure that you are able to pursue the financial support you need um, most uh, effectively and you won't don't find yourself in a position where you're like, oh man, I wish I had waited, you know, uh, for the next loan package because now I'm out of the running uh, for this grant, for as an example. And do you feel like, given what's transpired in the, in the the crisis that we're in, is this something we look back 6, 12, 18 months from now and we actually see a further consolidation of larger businesses because they were able to weather the storm? You think of like giant retailers or bigger restaurant chains. Uh, or do you feel like this is potentially a moment where there could be some resetting of, of how systems have run in the past and we could actually have a newer system that maybe tilts things back in favor of small businesses in a way that we haven't been able to, to make happen for a while. Like, what, what do you see some mm-hmm. of the opportunities or some of the possible detriments to, to this crisis 12, 18 months out? Sure. So I definitely, I can see, I'm seeing evidence of both, uh, uh, both outcomes. I'm seeing evidence in terms of I think a great example is that oftentimes if you're not able to find, you know, the foods that you're looking for in kind of your national chain grocery stores, your local grocery stores are well stocked. And I see, you know, I'm seeing that um, locally. I would also um, argue, though, to your point around just, again, cash and the ability to weather the storm. There's some real concern around our main streets and if the main street businesses in particular will be able to reopen at the end of all of this. Uh, Meanwhile, kind of those uh, larger organizations may be better able to pivot and better able to access credit and get into the market. Um, that being said, again, I'm impressed by the the power of of the of the collective, and I think that for all of us, wherever we are in the United States, if we can ask ourselves, is there a way for my community to come around a small business or a series of small businesses, um, and not only in terms of just you know buying gift cards and eating out or sorry, um, ordering in, but this question around, um, does this small business need help in learning how to host a zoom call or host a Google hangout? How could I support them in getting themselves, um, in a position to be a virtual business, not only now, but into the future. And I think that that is lastly, if I can say another outcome that I definitely am seeing is that more firms are learning all of the opportunities that exist online. And I think that there might be some cost savings even for our smaller businesses as they get themselves um, uh, up to date um, in terms of uh, these resources that are available to them. When we go back, we'll talk a little bit more about small businesses and and life in the COVID-19 reality, plus some happier, maybe lighter topics if we can find some. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. I feel like one business that's thriving is, is like the board game industry or things to do at home industry because everyone is, is kind of sheltered in place and hunkered down. What kind of ways have you found yourself passing the time? Oh my goodness. It's like you're here in my living room. So I got this really fun book where you put stickers in. It's almost like a Bob Ross type thing, but basically you use stickers to make pictures. Um, and so that has been my jam. Um, <laughs> um, and in addition, a huge um, area of enjoyment for me has been figuring out how to garden, uh, which I know you're probably like, it's pretty simple, but um, I'll let you know that there's a lot to, you know, horticulture. Um, So I'm learning how to do that. And then if you were 
kind of locked in with one board game. We've been asking folks if they had to choose one for the rest of time, time being now an abstract concept because we don't know what day it is anymore because we're so locked in here. What do you feel like you'd pick? Does that have to be a board game? We're starting with that, but if you want to branch out afterwards, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always contrary. Oh, no. Um, I would choose uh, Shoots and Ladders yeah, okay. in terms of a board game, but I would follow that up very quickly with just <laughs> a traditional deck of cards. Deck of cards. Okay. And then games to play with the deck of cards? Are you just doing magic tricks or building card houses? Or what are we what, what are we talking here? <laughs> I'm doing a solitaire spit with one other person and spades with three other people. So always keeping in mind, you know, less than 10. Yeah, it's an interesting question, right? What ways, you know, we're talking about the small businesses adapting and, and exploring online marketplaces in a way they haven't before. I'm very curious if the same thing will be true socially. And you're already seeing plenty of, of like Zoom happy hours and Netflix watching parties. Is there anything that you feel like socially will maybe keep doing even after this crisis hopefully dissipates pretty soon? Yeah, I definitely anticipate people reaching out and being much more vulnerable in terms of like their emotions and where they are in terms of mindset. I've been really impressed with the number of calls and from friends um, and coworkers actually truly asking, how are you? And making sure that they're checking in. And I think that's a beautiful um, piece. And I think we've, there was a time where that was lost, but I think we're finding that again. I think another area of opportunity is, um, is making sure that we understand uh, how do we socialize with our parents? Because my mom loves being super social and she was getting all of that out um, of her system via her AARP, like social group and her women's group. And so trying to figure out ways to supporting our, our parents um, and being social in, in a different time. And now my mom has completely like embraced um, Snapchat of all things. So I think there there's there's a new uh, horizon. <laughs> Listen, thanks for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to check up on your family members when you got them. See what they're doing on Snapchat, for better or worse. And make sure <laughs> to download and listen to all past episodes. We had a bunch drop last week featuring alums from all across the country sharing their stories about what life is like in these strange times. And if you're really bored, there's almost 200 plus episodes uh, banked already from about the past year and a half. Get them all the places you get your podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all those places. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.